Welcome to the Underrepresented in Tech podcast, hosted by Michelle Frechette and Ali Nimmons. Underrepresented in Tech is a free database built with the goal of helping people find new opportunities in WordPress and tech overall. Hi, Ali. Hi, Michelle. Never How gets old. How are you today? I know, I love it. It's, just, <laughs> it's, it's our thing. It's our thing. <laughs> We should, um, we need to make stickers that says, that say hi, Allie on them, but like, hi, Allie, with like the E all stretched And then underneath, out. hi, Michelle. Yeah, hi, Michelle. <laughs> I may have to design that later. Ooh, yeah, we, we don't I have know. like a merch shop on our oh, website. We should. We should. Add that, add that to add your that list, to- Allie, and I will help you get it done. Add it to the list because you keep the list and I, and just assign me my tasks because that's the way that our relationship works better. Allie's in charge. <laughs> I also love Michelle, when we do, do this. Okay. <laughs> I love when we record the newsletter and I have to do something and I like, you can hear me going click, 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 click. I know. I love so it cute. too. It's like, I hear your keyboard. Merch. Well, before we get into this week's topic. We and, have a lot to we discuss. Do have a topic. We have a we lot, have lot to, to say, discuss yeah. today. But the first things first, um, we had, we ran a contest and we gave mm-hmm. away three hour long pick your brain sessions with us. Mm-hmm. And then we were supposed to announce them. And then we were in Bangkok and we forgot. And yeah, February was that. a, but February was a big month. <laughs> February was crazy. Right. And even into the first part of March where I came home and got sick and it's just, and, and, you know, playing, playing catch up from all of the jet lag and everything else. But anyway, we, um, we did a random drawing today of all the different people who entered, mm-hmm. and I want to announce the winners because I have them written down. So <clears throat> without further ado, I was going to ask you for a drum roll. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so the, we picked three winners, and the first one is Amber Hines from Equalize Digital. Yay. So a previous guest. Here on the show actually yes. not only a previous guest but amber um runs a meetup for accessibility and she and alex stein did a review of our website and i have <laughs> a list of things that we need to fix so it's nice that amber's name came up in that so thank you amber um we'll be reaching out to you to um schedule that one uh, that our pick your brain session the second person we drew was Where's my, where's my drum roll? <laughs> no, the second. <laughs> I was making a note. Sorry. I know. <laughs> the second person is Matt Maderos from the WP Minute. So Matt, Woo-hoo. we will also be reaching out to you um, to schedule your hour. And the third and final winner, Allie, <laughs> is Jessica Frick from Pressable. So thank Woo-hoo. you, Jessica for entering our contest we're excited to speak to all of you uh, we will be reaching out to you with a ske- with a link to schedule your hour with us and we look forward to you picking our brains about anything and everything underrepresented and how we can help uh, help you and your businesses be more inclusive so exciting so, yes yeah, so thank exciting. you to everyone who entered we really appreciate it um, and I'm so yes. excited to talk with those three people because those are all three people that uh, that we know and we like and who are cool yeah. and who do cool things in the community. So like, yep. win-win for us also. Absolutely. Um, I will say everybody that um, entered 
we know in some way, shape, or form. No, none of the names that entered this um, were foreign names to us, and so uh, we—that means we need to reach further. So we need to do better. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, but, I was excited about it. Speaking of further reach, I did also. We announced it on yes. Twitter, but I wanted to reiterate: we this week, because I I checked on Monday, and then I saw that we we hit this milestone on Tuesday. We have reached ten thousand downloads slash listens on this podcast i i wish i had a button that was like uh, applause like ah. the crowd goes wild <laughs> i like, couldn't believe so it exciting it was so cool i was just looking in our because we use castos shout out to castos mm-hmm. for our podcast hosting yep. and i was updating some stuff on the site and i was like oh let me let me take a peek at our analytics was not expecting to see that number and I was so surprised so and I, I texted Michelle and we had our we jumped up and down virtually together as much as we can um, tears were shed happy tears yes, it's incredibly cool to see a number yes. like that um yeah like absolutely it's so cool that Castles gives us that information and yeah total mm-hmm. listeners slash downloads 10,000 now 85 so we've had 85 more listens since Tuesday I love it so it's what I th- what I take away about that, number one, I know that people support us by listening to us, and I love that. But more importantly, is people are interested in learning how to serve the underrepresented population better. And so that just warms my heart more than anything could. Yeah, it's Absolutely. really cool. It's really cool to see that support. And because yeah. it's like, you know, you create, I feel like a lot of content creators have this feeling where it's like, I create content all the time and I put it out there. And if you don't get immediate feedback, comments and things like that, you're like, well, is anybody even paying attention or listening right. or easy to what's get going on? For sure. Yeah. So seeing a number like that is really, really cool. And we're very grateful to all the people who do listen to us because absolutely it's very validating. And, and it means we're doing something good in the world. It does. And we do have a newsletter coming out the next week. So if you aren't si- subscribed to our newsletter yet, make sure you go over to underrepresentedintech.com and mm-hmm. sign up for the newsletter because we'll be sharing information there as well. Yep, yep, yep. Cool. Okay. I think that's all the housekeeping stuff. You can dive so into let's get to topic our topic. Yeah. Absolutely. So I was on Twitter and I saw a story about Silicon Valley Bank and it was written by a woman and she specifically goes into um, some of the ways that underrepresented people are denied access to funding, right? So venture capitalism, angel funding, um, you know, any of those kinds of ways that people seek funding. And a quick Google search of um, funding for underrepresented business or any combination of those kinds of words will serve you up all kinds of advertisements for people to be able to look for grants, apply, like, like we have ways that we can fund you and all of this. But the truth of the matter is, because I've done a little research today, that venture, I'm going to read this one to you. This comes from CNBC. A venture capital for Black entrepreneurs plummeted 45% in 2022, data shows. Black entrepreneurs have historically faced disparities in securing venture capital funding and typically receive, get ready for this, less than 2% of all dollars each year. Less than 2% goes to um, Black entrepreneurs. That is ridiculous. 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 And then Fast Company has um, uh, talks about this too, and they have an article called "For Black Entrepreneurs: The Racial Wealth Gap Makes Finding Funding Nearly Impossible." 
And the quote from that one that I pulled out is because minorities comprise just 8.5% of entrepreneurs pitching their businesses to angel investors early last decade, and only 15% of these minority companies successfully translated that pitch into dollars. Not enough Black-owned businesses ideas even get a chance to try. Even when the founders get in the room to make a pitch, the chance of getting follow-on capital or later stage investments is almost zero. Now, most of the, the articles that I found um, specifically were about Black-owned businesses. I think it's easy to translate that over to a lot of other um, minorities and other underrepresented Ness. I know that women, I don't have numbers for this, but women tend um, to get fewer loans than men, clearly. And anybody who's not white tends to get fewer loans than white guys do. And I specifically mean white men, right? So we talk about it a lot. The white, cis, het, straight men are the ones that still sit at the top of, of the We need pyramid. to come up with an acronym for that mouthful uh, we'll of a that. description. <laughs> I know, right? Um, I think that most people just call them tech bros, but I, I don't like to use that terminology all the time. But yeah, it's, it's uh, and I'm not saying that it's easy for every mm -hmm. white guy to get a loan either or to get right. um, capital funding. I'm not saying getting capital funding is easy in any any stretch of the imagination because there is a lot that goes into pitching. There's a lot that you have to do. One of the things, one of the exercises I had to do in my MBA 20 something years ago was actually like go forward and pitch an idea to fake venture capitals in a classroom um, to try to get funding for your fake business. And it was harrowing even when it was all fake. Right. Yeah. So um, it's, it's not an easy thing for sure. But when you look at the fact that, you know, what did I say? 2% goes to black owned businesses. You can see the disparity is absolutely yeah. ridiculous. And I think, you know, so I, I haven't done enough research because this actually just came up today. I think that there's a lot of supposition about underrepresented folks, right? So we, the, the communities in general, right? Um, people at large have always assumed that women are not as intelligent as men. Women don't have the gumption that men do. There's always been suppositions that um, the, uh, that minorities aren't as smart as white people. I mean, these are ridiculous claims, of course. Um, and let's face it too, like vernaculars, accents, things like that play into a lot of perception of that. Um, Wrongly so, but mm. I'm just stating what happens. And it's really, really unfortunate. No, it's not even unfortunate. What's this what's what's the better word than unfortunate? It's it's criminal disgusting. almost. Disgusting. It's disgusting. It is <laughs> disgusting because it's it's not equitable at all. Now we talk about fairness. I don't like the word fair. Mm -hmm. Fairness is not as good a word as equity right it's not mm -hmm. an equitable situation it's not even an equality situation you know there's so much wrong with judging on perceptions and not actually letting somebody in to give the pitch right the flip side of that is when you are an underrepresented person and you see numbers like that you're discouraged from even trying right right so as a woman-owned business as a minority-owned business you say to yourself, am I really going to put in the hundreds of hours of work to create this pitch 
and put together everything that needs to go into it, travel to wherever it needs to go. So we're talking about time and money Mm -hmm. when the numbers are so much against me, why would I even try? And so um, it's, it's just a losing game and it's, I don't know what the answer is, but I wanted to bring it to light because as I started to look down this rabbit hole, it was just so, so discouraging. We hope you're learning a lot from the podcast. If you have any questions or need specialized help making your space more diverse, equitable, or inclusive, book a consulting session, audit, or strategy service with us. Just go to underrepresentedintech.com slash services for more information. Back to the show. It reminds me a lot of like the problems with like um, entertainment award shows, like the Grammys, the Oscars, the Emmys, all those things, right? And to me, from my perspective, a lot of it comes down to well who is sitting at this table making these decisions Mm -hmm. so like for the venture capitalist thing for you know for people going in and asking for this money asking for these investments whose money is that that they're asking for who is saying okay yeah i'm gonna reach into my pocket and give you this money who is making those decisions who's making those approvals like who is steering that conversation and yeah if it's a bunch of straight white heterosexual men all within the same age group right if it's if it's the tech bros um Mm. we are predisposed and i'm not making an excuse for them but we are in a lot of ways predisposed to favor people who look sound act think like us it's this mm-hmm. communal tribal instinct that we have to support our own right and so yeah. at the base of it i think is that sort of a thing where it's like well mm-hmm. i see myself in that other guy or that guy reminds me of me or maybe he reminds me of my friend or something and so i'm gonna pick him without um i think that's the what would you say that's the least um intentionally harmful way that i think that that happens is when you have this unconscious bias we've talked about that before right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then on the opposite end of that spectrum is the well yeah women are not as good at business as men so this woman's business idea even if it's great she's probably going to fail because she's a woman because she is a single mom because of you know all of these factors that you've decided are important Mm -hmm. and so you deny her that right um and yeah, I, I equate it a lot to those award shows where for the longest time, it was a bunch of old white men <laughs> on those panels or whatever, making all those decisions. Yeah. And I think that, you know, as time, you know, it, we're not going to solve these problems, but yeah. a lot of these award shows are becoming more inclusive and, and you do have people of color and women winning uh, yes. more frequently. And I think a lot of that comes down to the people who are making those decisions are changing. Um mm-hmm. And so if I have to wave a magic wand and form a solution, it's it's that, right? Like whoever yeah. these investors are need to be people of color. They need to be women. They need to be queer. They need to be all these mm-hmm. things. The problem, though, is if these people aren't getting investment in the first place to then become successful, how are they going to end up in that position, right? Like right. even if you're not familiar with all of this 
this world of of investing and all of that we're all familiar with like shark tank right that's the most consumer available (laughs) version of what we're talking about right um and you know you look at these I, I I've never watched a single episode of Shark Tank, but I know the concept. I have, <laughs> and I know that, f- at least from from what I've heard, usually it's like three or four people, most of whom are maybe there's one woman, but the rest of them are men, right? And, and one, one usually one man is a black man, so okay. Damon is a so Damon. I can't think of his last name, but yeah, right. So from my perspective not a super equitable or a super like diverse group of people, but there's some effort mm-hmm. put out there. Right. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of for marketing reasons. It's on TV, blah, 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 blah. Oh, for sure. Um, but if, if that black man and that woman were never given any sort of investment or any sort of opportunity, they wouldn't be on that panel and they wouldn't be able to provide a different perspective right. and a different thought process than, you know, Mark Cuban or whoever. Um, yeah. So, I mean, to me, that's the magic solution is have more diverse people making these decisions, but it's mm-hmm. this catch 22 loop situation where, you know, how are these people going to even get there if they're not given a chance right. in the first place? So and let's not forget that, that people in sitting in those seats are also thinking of a white marketing mind, right? So they're mm. always thinking about marketing to the white people in 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 the world. They're mm-hmm. not remembering that there's more to marketing than that. Now we see like we've talked about some of the different things, the Cheerios commercials, the Etsy commercials that are now embracing more diversity, but um and and inclusion, but the people who are making those decisions way at the top are really thinking about how can I sell this to white people? Mm-hmm. And what's funny to me, I remember learning one of the few things I remember from my economics class in high school is typically speaking in America women make more of the financial purchasing decisions than men do yes they do um teenage girls have some of the most powerful buying power in this country like Mm -hmm. things that teenage girls like are the things that make money and you see that more with influencer marketing than you do with traditional mm-hmm. marketing. Yeah. But people don't like to think about it that way. No, they it's don't. very bizarre. So, yeah, this yep. whole thing is very frustrating to see. And I can't imagine being one of these people who, like you said, work so unbelievably hard and genuinely have good ideas, right? Like, mm-hmm. genuinely yeah. have great things to bring to the table. And then those ideas just die before they're able to do anything with them. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, a couple years later, a straight white guy takes that idea and is able to sell it. And because yeah. <laughs> yeah, that happens exactly. too. And it's, it's just, <laughs> it's a dang shame. Yep. I read something today. I wish I could remember what the, it was on. It was on TikTok. I admit that I look at TikTok for 15 minutes before I get out of bed every morning. <laughs> and there was a guy in there and he was talking about there's something additional to mansplaining. And it was the other word I'm, I'm going to try to remember. It started with he, but it was like when men um, re like a woman gives an idea last week and this mm-hmm. week it's the man's idea. Mm-hmm. And like, he is pitching it but i can't remember what the, what the like the take on the word was mm. but like that happens a lot and it's what you just said right like like 
you know, last month I pitched an article about I pitched an idea for our blog about X Y Z. This month it's the boss's idea, and everybody runs with it because he said so, as opposed to the woman last month, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, we see that kind of stuff all the time. It happens all the time, mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. oh, it's frustrating. I'm sure it's happened to you. It's happened mm-hmm. to me. I've seen it. Ha- like I've worked places where I'm sitting there and I see it happen, like with two other yeah. people, and I'm just like, like what? what? <laughs> what just happened it's it's and it's always the people too i'm gonna go on the soapbox for a second it's always the people who say that they would never do something like that right who are the people who ignore the women's idea and then take the idea when the man says it it's always the person who's like yeah yeah like i care so much about diversity and inclusion and all of this stuff and then they have these unconscious biases Mm -hmm. that they let play out into their day and they just don't pause to think about it exactly exactly so i like i said i don't know what the solution is i don't i don't think we can affect a solution today except that you and i like to shine a light on things that we are seeing happening and hopefully bring to light things that people who listen to us don't even think about having been Mm -hmm. an issue before but if you think about it it makes sense it doesn't make sense in, in the terms of like, yes, that's the right thing to do, but it, it, it's, a, I understand how it's happening is what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. that underrepresented folks are less likely to get funding yeah, and it's wrong. And I hope that we can help shine a light so that maybe those wheels start to, to turn a little bit. Yeah. One person and I'll say too, like, yeah, we always want to end with a little bit of positivity because this is mm-hmm. this is it's such a great topic. I love that you chose this topic. It is a bummer. Um, yeah. Let me make sure I pronounce her name correctly. There's a woman that I've been following on Twitter for a long time. Her name is Yalitza John Charles. I will link her in our show notes. I'm trying to get better about doing show notes for the episodes. Um, I appreciate that. And she is incredible. She founded a company called Healthy Roots Dolls, and she designed a doll um larger than a barbie like a i don't know how big is that like a like a like a, a baby like doll eight, kind of a thing like an 18 inch as opposed to a 12 yeah. inch kind of thing yeah a, a large size doll and it has textured black hair that you can wash you can okay. put products in you can style you can do all these other things whereas i remember having barbie dolls when i was little and trying to style their hair and that that stuff is plastic and it just disintegrates. Yeah, right? So sure. she created this doll and she she's incredible. Like um she's the a 2021 Forbes 30 under 30. Um this doll is in Target. I go and I visit her every her name is Zoe, the doll, and I go and visit her every time I go to Target and I make sure that she's front and center and not hidden behind other dolls and stuff. And I don't know fully um her uh, journey with getting capital for this company, but I know that she did have to do that at some point. And so if you're listening to this and you're a person who's been trying to like do this and you feel discouraged, um, she is a fantastic example of when it does work. Like Mm -hmm. she has found success. Um, And so now talking about this, I'm gonna go back on her Twitter and try to find if she does talk about getting venture capital for this doll. Um, mm, yeah. It's really incredible and she did it. I don't know how she did it, but she did it and it's really incredible. So if you're looking for inspiration, definitely go check her out. 
And I want to end um, before our final goodbye by reminding people that the very first recorded female self-made millionaire in America was Madam C.J. Walker, an African-American entrepreneur. Yep, yep, yep. And ironically, she also made her mo- her money based off hair products. Yes, she did. Mm-hmm. She did, so. Pretty cool. Proud of her. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Awesome topic, Michelle. As I always say, yeah, come back next week where we have no idea what the topic will be, but the conversation will be great. (laughs) (laughs) Lovely. Cool. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, using our database, or just want to say hi, go to underrepresentedintech.com. See you next week.